When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. Hello and welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison and this is a podcast about recovery, spirituality, positive psychology, and life. I created a website called recoveryoursoul.net with the idea that we could all use some emotional sobriety. By taking a look at ourselves and using the tools of spirituality and recovery, we have an opportunity to live full, abundant, successful, and happy lives. I thank you for joining me on this journey to recover your soul. Are there keys to happiness? That's a great question. Currently, in my ministerial studies, I came across a chapter that was about the keys to happiness, and I thought that I wanted to share a little bit about what that related for me, and and that I do think that if we work steadily, daily, consciously on improving our mental state and our well-being, then happiness does come. And maybe the definition of happiness changes over time as well. But I thought that I would talk a little bit about what this chapter read. So are there keys to happiness? So the chapter says that there's three keys to happiness. The first key is to maintain a positive attitude no matter what is going on in your life. The second key is to daily work on programming your subconscious with positive thoughts, especially regarding your goals and your desire for what you want in your life. The third key is to work daily on sublimating negative thoughts and patterns. And to do this through meditation, both light and deep meditation. Okay, so let's, let's break those down. I also want to say that when I read the studies, it's so beautiful and so exciting for me, and yet I can totally see how it's easier read and said than done, and that we have to continually work on improving our ability to practice these principles, practice these tools, practice how we have this in our daily life, because we will get whacked upside the head with reality, with the humanness of our lives. And as we work harder and harder on this spiritual journey, we're better attuned to be able to handle those moments they come less often, they don't hit us as hard, but it doesn't mean that they go away. And of course, if you could maintain a positive attitude constantly in your life, maybe you would be happy, right? Fake it till you feel it. 
But there's actually a switch that I feel like for me really turned to allow those tools to be present in my daily life. So let's take a look at maintain a positive mental attitude no matter what is going on in your life. I think it's easy to see that the road most traveled is the one that we end up traveling. And I was in the elder care field for about nine years and no scientific evidence, but what I recognized was that these um, elders had such different attitudes and that there would be people that were so full of worry and fret and unhappiness and had a lot of medical issues, a lot of medications. And then there would be people that came around and their kids would call and say their parents were in their 90s and on no medications or maybe just one or two medications. And But they just thought maybe they needed a little bit of oversight. And when we would go in, these some of these people had the most incredible mental attitude. Just bright lights in their 90s, great ability to keep their head up. And these were people that went through the world wars. And many of the men probably fought in those wars. And what I came to on my own that helped make a transition in my own life about how I was going to live my life was how deep are the ruts that you are creating in your own brain? What are those ruts that you're creating? And is that what you want to be left of your neurons that are going to travel as your brain starts to change and you age? It was such a reality to me that that's really when I started thinking I needed to make a change in my life. And that was right around the time of my first sobriety um, stint and my first time in recovery. So maintaining a positive attitude seems straightforward, right? So we can sort of have that, well, Pollyanna, everything's going to work out just fine. But I don't really see it as the Pollyanna attitude. What I see is the beginning of the trust that all is working out for its highest good. That if we can just be present with what is and not constantly thinking that we want it to be something else and so we're fretting over what it isn't and accepting with exactly what is happening and even going so far as to think that potentially it is like it is for a reason that our soul's journey here on earth is to grow and that each of these lessons each of these hardships in our lives whether physical mental worldly um, whatever the conditions for ourselves or others are part of that journey that is teaching us to connect more deeply with our internal reservoir of belief in our own higher power and being mindful and present in the moment. And if I come from that space, 
I'm more able to maintain a positive mental attitude, no matter what's going on around me. Now, I can be caught off guard in a second, but I feel like more and more I'm able to bring myself back faster. So a couple weeks ago, I had an interaction that kind of knocked me on my ass again. And I've been doing this work and I've been feeling this sense of peace and um, really deep connection with spirit. And this interaction took me immediately back to my pain self. And I could right away recognize that this is what was happening to me, that I was feeling small. I was feeling like I needed to be quiet. I was feeling that young self, that young child self that doesn't like to be in trouble, that is not smart, that is not valuable. And it brought up a lot of pain from my last job that I've worked a lot on but continues to still clearly have a trigger for me. And what I'm grateful for is that in the past I would have gone down a very quickly down a very dark hole and it would have taken me a long time to sort of um, realize that I was even in the darkness and I could, I could see right away that I was in the darkness. And that recognition and questioning and curiosity and ability to utilize another tool that we learned from Buddhist meditation that's called RAIN, recognize, investigate, allow, and nurture. So I practiced that moment of like really recognizing these feelings that I was having and really allowing them to happen and um, talking to my husband and journaling and, and spending some time in meditation to, to allow for those feelings so that my subconscious can let them go. Because the, what I've learned about myself and I think is true for everyone, the more we push that stuff down, it may not be on our conscious level. We may think, oh, I've totally got this covered. But underneath, underneath, inside, what is really driving us, that subconscious, is really where the controls are. And so we may not even be aware of why we're getting triggered or why we're reacting a certain way. So I wanted to really allow myself to be curious about these feelings because they're deep and they're from a long time, not just my last job, but my whole, my whole life. And my gratitude is that I was, I was able to continue to maintain a positive mental attitude that trust that this is too part of the process for me that this interaction is part of my journey and my healing, that it's just perfect, just the way that it is. I don't have to change it. I don't have to wish it different, that this is mine to look at myself. 
And I have in the last couple years had such a different ability to maintain a positive mental attitude. So let's go to number two. So we're daily programming our subconscious, as I was just talking about. That subconscious is really what's running the show. And if we're not, think of a small child. If we're not guiding that small child, the child runs amok. So our job is actually to be guiding that subconscious. Children do well when they are given instruction and given praise. And when we are cutting down how a child is doing or being critical of them, it sets up patterns for them to not believe in themselves. So as adults, we need to do that for ourselves, for our own subconscious. And in metaphysics, the belief is that what you want is already there. We just need to learn to see it. That it's not really so much about change as awareness. And that everything is available to us and our potential is so amazing, but we take a long time to be able to recognize it and see it. So affirmations are used all over the world in all kinds of different spiritual practices. That ability to just listen to positive reflection. And you can find affirmations all over. And the Instagram is filled with great um, profiles that have wonderful affirmations. But to kind of go that next step and really say, you know what, I'm going to take time every day to work on changing the program in my subconscious from what potentially has a negative energy field to it, negative undertones, negative thought patterns, and I'm going to program my subconscious to positive. And it's really important to do that in terms of, of your personal goals in your life. If you have a goal of writing a book, or for me, it was creating this podcast, my use of, of positive psychology and metaphysics allowed me to work on feeling the feelings and being present as if it was successful and already happening. And as I did that, it's like doors open. Our vibration becomes attuned to the vibration of the success. And one of my things that I like to say is, if you want to get on the highway, you can't merge at 20 miles an hour. And you can't drive 20 miles an hour. The highway has a speed. And if you kind of think about all the frequencies and all of the emotions, each emotion, each thought has an energy to it. It has an energetic field to it. And so if we can work on a daily basis to take that energy to program ourselves to be in meditation and to repeat affirmations, there's great meditations on Insight Timer and Calm apps that have people speaking affirmations. And that goes into that subconscious. And we don't even know that it's making changes and 
providing us with the guidance and the allowance to move on in our lives in a way that maybe we've been stuck in the past. So the next one goes right to that, which is to sublimate negative thoughts. I have a podcast that's about our judge and inside of our minds, our ego structure, there is this element that can be really harsh, not only to other people, but mostly to ourselves. And what is that negative thinking? And that negative thinking, sometimes we don't even recognize that it's coming and talking to us. And my interaction a couple of weeks ago, my, my judge was on me and that negative thinking was, see, you're not smart, you're not important. Nope. You just got to just be small, be small in the world, just shut your mouth. And I, as I said earlier, I'm so grateful that I recognize that right away because that voice used to completely take over. And then that starts a whole train of negative thinking. And that negative thinking has a whole energy pattern, a low vibration. We bring to us the vibration and the energy that we are sending out. So those negative thinking patterns are creating hardship in our lives. When you allow yourself to go into deep meditation, which sometimes could also be allowing yourself really quality restful sleep and asking as you're falling asleep to allow this time to be restorative, to allow this time to be healing. Sleep is such a amazing aspect of our lives. And I know that for some people like me, it is, I love sleeping. It's a very important part of my day. And for other people, nighttime is a really hard time for them. And sleeping is difficult. But that's that deep, restorative time that we have for ourselves. So how do we use meditation and restorative time to change those negative thought patterns? And just observing it and noticing it sometimes is the beginning of, oh, there's, there's a negative thought about myself or somebody else and being able to just let that go. Don't judge it. Don't claim it. Don't hold on to it. Just touch it, taste it, and let it go. And the more often that we can do that, the more we can start to change those patterns of that negative cycle and move into that positive trusting cycle that this too shall pass, that all is well. I have lines that I use that help me in a moment to just recognize the feeling, recognize the pattern so that I can move away from it and on to the next thing. I'm learning. All is well. Thy will, not my will be done. Thank you for the guidance. I am happy, healthy, and whole. Life is good. I am happy. 
and sometimes it comes out of the blue and maybe it's one that I use all the time but it's breaking that pattern sort of interrupting whatever that thought pattern is and moving it to something else and it does seem like if we follow these three keys and use them as a daily practice that the opening for happiness is available to us and again it's another opportunity to look inward instead of outward for our satisfaction and our well-being I think that the more that we take the time to be connected to ourselves to our higher power to spirit within and begin to detach and remove ourselves from the need to have the world around us providing us with what we need what we think we need to be happy the more space comes to really truly be happy to have a positive mental attitude to be able to program our subconscious with positive thoughts and achieve our goals to let go of those negative thoughts and feelings more and more readily to believe and trust that our lives are beautiful and whole just as they are and that we have the tools and we have what we need to overcome anything that comes our way that could come and feel like it's knocking us off our our journey and humanity is real being human is real we can't just sit in meditation well you could but then you would be a nun or a monk living someplace in a cave but most of us are trying to figure out how can we have a whole life a spiritual journey and live on this human plane and have success and have happiness so today we're going to work on these three keys maintaining a positive mental attitude daily programming of our subconscious with positive thoughts and letting go of our negative thoughts and patterns it's a lot and it's enough to work on and practice so thanks for listening and I'll talk to you again next time I hope you enjoyed the episode my goal is to have at least one little nugget or a little something that you can take into your daily life to help your well-being and your level of happiness if you're interested in learning more about recover your soul you can go to the website recoveryoursoul.net there you can find blogs by myself and guest bloggers as well as being able to book personal coaching sessions with me Rachel Harrison we also have a new donate button in case you're not interested in coaching but would really like to help support this podcast we thank you and look forward to next time the recover your soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions it's based on the opinions and experience of reverend rachel harrison recover your soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability loss damage or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use applications or interpretations of the information represented herein take what you need and leave the rest